Welcome everybody, it's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. I'm Susan Finch, your announcer for Asher Sales Sense. And I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategy Studio in Washington, D.C. Our host is John Asher, CEO and founder of Asher Strategies. John's guest is Daryl Gert, Senior Vice President, Event Cloud Solutions at Cvent, Transforming Meetings and Events Through Technology. The title of the show is Bringing Your Sales Team Back to the Office. Over to you, John. Well, DG, so great to have you on the show. Thanks, John. It's great to see you and talk to you again. Yes, and I'm sure you know that we are one of your customers and have been for 11 years. And I must say, such an impressive company. Just watching what you all have done over the past decade has really, really been amazing. And for us, once we shifted from what we were doing to Cvent, it's just really transformed our company. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for being a customer. And I, I'm glad that our tagline is coming true on your side. <laughs> exactly. The return on investment that we get from using Cvent Matter of fact, I should probably send you those numbers because it's a, it's a great story on how much money we have saved by going from what we were doing to using CVent for essentially all of our events worldwide. That's amazing. I'd love to have that conversation with you at some point. Yes. And the culture of the company seems to be so good. And to give you an example of this, I know both you and I have heard uh, the word culture been around for a long time. And there's so many definitions of, of culture. And the one I like the best is if a new employee was going to join the company and they ask one of the current people in the company, what does it take to be successful in the company? And you ask that of your current people, what would you tell them? Or if they ask you what's it take to get ahead in the company, what would you tell them? And so we went through that process, oh gosh, a couple of years ago, and then we took what everybody said, and it was amazing how similar it is, and then rolled it up into five or six items that really defines our culture. And so I don't know whether you've done that or something similar, but the culture seems to be so strong and see that. The culture here is great and it's interesting. I am you know, a serial entrepreneur. I've started a couple of companies and then once I had kids and I need a little bit of a more steady income, I've done all software startups. And when I came to CVent originally, it was to do an IPO and I figured I would be here two years like I have been at most of the companies I've been with, come in, build it, grow it, sell it, and then go on to the next thing. I've been at CVent now for nine years. And the number one thing, John, is culture. It's the best sales culture I've ever seen in my career. Totally agree. And so, you know, this uh, go back to the office now is on everybody's minds. And it seems so simple as we, you know, the vaccinations were being rolled out. And then the darn Delta variant came on the, on the scene, which is really complicated things. So how is CVent handling this whole go back to the office deal? Well, I'll tell you, John, the CVent culture is really predicated on being in the office. It's very high energy. It's great collaboration as people get to work with their peers. 
you know, we've got the, you know, you're ringing the bell and, you know, a lot of stand-up meetings around the office and what have you. And so this last year and a half or so has been really difficult for our culture. Now, like most companies, you know, we were able to pivot and we were resilient, but we wanted to get back into the office. And so we originally were going to come back into the office right after Labor Day. We wanted to let employees enjoy their families over the summer. And then let's get back into this thing after Labor Day. Kids are back into school. And as you noted, John, the Delta variant comes along. And so we decided to push that until November. Um, That said, we also decided we were going to do a pilot of return to the office where we would have people come in once a week. And so I think it's important. But what's interesting is hearing from employees who really want to get back into the office. And, you know, I do think that it's a critical component, particularly in sales, where it just means a lot to be able to collaborate with your peers, hear them making phone calls, being able to turn around and ask a question that maybe you've got while you're interacting with a customer. And so, you know, I think, yes, it's, it's, it's really an important part of culture, back to your original point. Yes. And as you know, all businesses, we have to balance that need and that desire with the safety of our employees, right? Safety has always got to be number one. And so that's kind of what's driving the whole country nuts, in my opinion, right? That balance of getting back to what you were doing, the way we were doing it, if it's, if it's appropriate, and then balancing that with safety. So how are you managing that process at CBAM? Yeah, you're right. It's critical. And I think, you know, you have to take care of your employees, right? You have to make sure that they're safe. And, you know, as the old adage goes too, perception is reality. And so we have spent, you know, probably hundreds of hours thinking through how do we do this return to the office and how do we do it in a way that people feel safe, but more importantly, that they are safe. And so we've done everything from, you know, we, we redid our seating chart and made sure that we spaced people out so we're spread across a lot more area than we were before. Uh, we, we actually have a lot of remote employees now as well, so that allowed some space in the office to be freed up. So I think that was the first thing. The second thing, which is, you know, a very popular topic out there with companies that are returning to the office is, you know, should you be vaccinated in order to come back? And we studied a lot of what other companies were doing and state regulations, and we decided that we would go in that direction. So we're requiring people to be vaccinated to come into the return to office. And then, of course, deep cleaning on a regular basis and and then masking. So when people are sitting at their desks and they're on the phones, you know, you don't want to have a mask on there. But look, if you're going to get up and you're going to go into a conference room or even just go to the restroom or get a cup of coffee, we're going to have people, you know, require people to wear their masks. So a lot of different safety checks going on there just to make sure that people are safe, they're properly distanced. We've got the right folks in the office. And, and then the last thing is, you know, because it is a little bit of a polarizing topic. We're not forcing this on the employees. We're saying, hey, if you feel comfortable, we'd love to have you in the office. So those are some of the things that we're doing to make sure that we're protecting our employees. And so are you getting any pushback about the balance between safety? Are the, are the people just saying, 
no, for me, I can't afford to, you know, bring it back to my spouse or my parents or, you know, those sorts of um, considerations. Yeah. And, you know, I don't even know if I'd call it pushback because we're certainly open to listen to, you know, what people's concerns are. And the one that comes up the most is, hey, I just had a baby. You know, I've got a baby that's less than six months. And so, you know, I have to be mindful of that. And so you've got those and you have other living situations, maybe, you know, older parents living in the house or a lot of proximity. So there's a lot of things that may influence it. But, um, you know, the response we've gotten from from employees that don't have those restrictions or concerns, a lot of enthusiasm about getting back into the office, because, again, our office culture really is a big part of the overall culture of the company. I'm assuming that, you know, for enterprise sales, that you actually have outside hunter salespeople who would travel and, and, and meet customers. So are they still doing that? Are they getting back to that? Yes. You know, we are, we are traveling where appropriate, you know, so we, you know, some companies have done a, you know, it has to be critical travel and, you know, we're keeping an eye on that, but we're going out into the field. It's funny. I've, I've actually been on a couple of sales calls myself and, you know, it's great. You know, it's interesting when you're sitting in a room with a client and the first one I went on, which was back in June, you know, we well, we just left because it was supposed to be a 45 minute meeting and it ended up being a little over two hours because, you know, it was just great for both of us to be able to sit across a conference table and look each other in the eye and have a, a good conversation. So where it makes sense and our customers feel comfortable and our sales reps feel comfortable, then we'll go out and, uh, and go see them in person. You know, when this, when this whole thing started, some of our bigger customers, the Fortune 500s, asked us to, because uh, they're getting overwhelmed with all these studies from McKinsey and Harvard and Wharton you know, on and on about what the buyers are saying and buyer surveys and CEO surveys, et cetera. And so we started putting together a presentation for them. And then you know, other people heard about it, other customers, so we started giving it to them. <laughs> so now we're we're upgrading that thing. I'll have to send it to you as well. We're upgrading the thing essentially every week. And one of the amazing things about it, from my standpoint, is the acceleration of digitization and automation is faster than almost anybody really thinks it is. So it's huge changes are happening and going to happen faster than we all think. John, John, excuse me. It's time for a quick commercial break. Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to asherstrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866 866- 833-9941. We've been speaking with Daryl Gert on bringing your sales team back to the office. And now back to the discussion. That was an interesting point that you were just making there before the break about yes. the, you know, the digitization and the amount of technology that's allowing people to work from home. You know, it's an interesting story with Cvent because, you know, we have had such a strong office culture over the years and, 
you know, like, like everybody, we had to pivot hard. So March 13th, we sent our employees home and we were concerned like, hey, we're going to have people now that are working from home. Some of them don't know how to work from home. Most of them don't know how to work from home. We invested heavily in a lot of tools, including Zoom and allowing people to take their office equipment to their house. And, you know, what we found out is they could do it. They had the right tools and they had the will and we made it work. It's been great. And so, you know, it does bring up a very interesting challenge then as you get to this place where you're going to, you know, be coming back into the office, but you've got employees that are like, hey, I kind of like this working from home thing because I do have all the tools and technology. Yeah. And the latest data I've seen, and these are big surveys within LinkedIn, like 5,000 salespeople at a time is almost half of the salespeople, I guess 43%, would prefer to work remotely essentially all of the time. And maybe 60% would like to do at least part of the time. So the, a lot of salespeople are getting to really like this whole flexible idea of flexible hours and flexible times. And they actually can have a better, a better balance. You know, once they got, as you said, got used to it, they have a better balance between the whole family and business uh, life, you know, life balance. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm one of those people, you know, I'm eliminating an hour and a half of of windshield time every day by not having to come to the office. And the other thing that's amazing is I'm actually on time to all my meetings because walking to my next meeting is no longer (laughs) going up to the seventh floor or walking all the way across from tower one to tower two. And it's just click on my next meeting in my calendar. So I think all sales organizations in the world are really going to have to reassess that, right? I think you, you, you can't just draw a hard line and say, now it's back to the office and I'll see you five days a week. And I don't have the answer to it. I don't think most companies do. But I do know this is that they're going to have to start thinking about how they thread that needle. How do you allow your employees to have the right flexibility to have that work-life balance and still be productive. But here's the thing, John, I think if we didn't have the pandemic and we didn't have this forced work from home, it wouldn't have worked. Now, everybody in the world that has been a professional understands what it means to work from home. And I think they can do it. I know that at CVent, our trust level has gone through the roof. We're not gonna have nearly as much of an issue with it. That said, There's also a great value that comes from coming into the office, at least, you know, two, three, four days a week, whatever it is. Um, Again, I don't have that answer, but, you know, being able to come in and have that interaction, even just, you know, we're in the office today and, you know, have had several just sideline conversations that I haven't been able to have for the last year and a half. It's really been, it's been great and inspiring. No, no, I agree. One of the things I've observed about salespeople, and you know, we, we've trained a lot. We trained 70,000 salespeople over 24 years, is when you look at what does it take for a buyer to trust a salesperson? What's it always taken? Well, you know, likability is important. Honesty and integrity are important. We want to deal with salespeople who tell the truth and do what they say they're going to do. And so those personal characteristics have always been important. But it's not quite enough. You always wanted salespeople to have strong product knowledge as well. 
So if they had all four of those, then as a buyer, we could we could trust them to help us. Now there's actually three or more. And the first is 80% of the leads that salespeople get now from social media and networking sites, platforms, come from LinkedIn. And so the use of LinkedIn has just exploded. And when salespeople reach out, say, through Navigator to get a new prospect engaged, the first thing they're going to do is the prospect's going to look at the salesperson's LinkedIn profile. And if it's not complete or pretty skimpy, according to LinkedIn anyway, 87% of them will not connect with a salesperson. So having a complete LinkedIn profile now is so much more important than it used to be. And then, of course, the, the second new one is if a salesperson can't initiate a VC platform call like, like Teams or Zoom, can't pull up a document once they get the buyer on it, can't modify the document in real time, doesn't have DocuSign or some other electronic technology to get the buyer to sign right there, especially for the larger sales, then for many savvy uh, buyers, they're out. And then the, the last really is this consistent video marketing uh, for salespeople. And the reason that's been shown to be so important is that if we get a video from a salesperson, of course, it can't be too long, but then we can see them, we can see how they're dressed, we can see their mannerisms. And if we like what they say, then we're liable to reach back to them. So when we're building trust now with buyers for salespeople, those three new elements of, of building that trust, which has really changed things around for a lot of salespeople. Those are some great nuggets right there. I, I can't wait to go back and listen to this and, and, and write down some of those things. You know, it's funny when I started in my sales career in the 90s, you know, a lot of sales was whining and dining people. That's how you built your relationships. And that's not the way it's done today. You know, you build a relationship by gaining somebody's trust, by being smart, knowing your products, because, you know, again, just, you know, as we're talking about some stats, you know, today, the, you know, with websites and all the different ways that you can get information on products and companies and people on LinkedIn, like you just noted, they're 60% of the way there. And so salespeople today have to be savvy. They have to be able to ask the right questions. They have to be able to listen. And then they have to be able to connect those needs to what your, your solution offers. And so I think it's a great point that you make on how those relationships are built and how, how you go about doing that today in a new age. Yeah. And I had a CEO t- uh, give me this insight recently. She was a CEO from a company in um, Canada. And she said, and I, I was, we were talking about a statistic from McKinsey that shows that 75% of this is B2B now, B2B buyers would prefer to have a VC platform call with a new salesperson rather than an in-person meeting for several reasons. It's, of course, more efficient and doesn't take us anywhere near as, as much time. And so then when you think about that, 75% of them say that. And so her, her question was, well, I wonder in the future if buyers will actually have to take in-face meetings with salespeople to justify their position? <laughs> it's a really good question. So what the future holds in that regard as we kind of emerge from the pandemic will be very interesting to see how it plays out. What would be your hope 
or your desire in that regard that we go mainly back to face to face or pretty much stay half and half or you know it's a great question john and i don't think it's ever going to go away at the end of the day the old adage that a couple couple of older guys like you and me like it's you know people buy from people and so that element is always going to exist and then even today with zoom where you're able to look at somebody in the eyeballs even though it's through a digital medium it just doesn't replace being able to sit across a table from somebody, read their body language. And this goes both ways, right? Like the buyer wants to read the, the body language of the salesperson. Are they comfortable? Do they really know what they're talking about? Because, you know, we're in a technology business and, you know, with all this great technology, it still takes people, right? And, you know, whether it's problem solving or solutioning. So, you know, it's never going to go away. We're always going to go visit customers. But I think what it may do is it may help us do a lot of that legwork via Zoom, you know, and I say Zoom, you know, any, any web collaboration tool, but um, you can do a lot of that work. And then maybe it gets to the end and it's like, okay, now I need to fly out and sit with you, or I'm living in Chicago and I'm going to drive across the city and meet with you. I don't think it's ever going to go away. No, and of course, the, the fundamental reason is, I know you know this, is we're all social animals, <laughs> <laughs> right? We want to, we, I say we all, almost everybody likes to get together with other, with other people. And when you don't have that, there's just something, something that isn't quite right. It's just something that's, that's missing. And yeah. when you can get back together, just like you mentioned earlier, you just, the, the meeting will last forever because... <laughs> We want that social interaction. Yeah. Well, as you know, John, we're in the event technology space. And so we help companies put on, on great events. And we just had our users conference in Vegas. So we had one, you know, we've been doing it for years now. But 2019, we had about 4,500 people that attended in person in Vegas Last year, we did it all virtual, of course, in, in 2020, and it was about 23,000 people that joined online. And so this year was yet another unique experience in what's called a hybrid event, meaning yep. we had about 1,300 or so people in person in Vegas, and we had another 12,000 that joined online virtually. But I was there in Vegas. And, you know, these are customers that I've known for years and just to see the hugs and the tears, like people were so excited to be back and see people face to face. And so, you know, to all the points that you just made, um, we are social animals and we need that. We need that interaction. And I think salespeople need it. But I think our customers and our prospects, they need it, too. It's a symbiotic relationship. Yes. So, so quick question about, about the user conference. So 2019, I think you said 4,300 in person. And then this last year, 1,300 in person, but 12,000 online. Was that right? That's correct. Yeah. To total so, attendance is 13,000. And I think, you know, you think about how that really changes the reach that companies have when they're putting on these events and those that feel comfortable or they feel that they really need to be there in person, they'll be there in person. But at least it's not a black and white situation. You're either in person or you miss the entire thing. John, excuse me, but it's time for the wrap up. 
Well, Dave, you, you interrupted such a great conversation. We were just getting started. <laughs> Agreed. DG, DG, so uh, great to have you on the show and appreciate your, um, your great input and insights on about the culture and, and Stephen's great culture and history and getting back to uh, what it takes to get back to, to work. So if there's a thought or two, you could leave with uh, other executives, sales managers. And if there's a way for people to contact you, I mean, CVS, a public company, so everybody knows it pretty much. Please share that. Yeah. Well, first of all, John, it is great, great to be on here with you. And I, I, I we, we could do this for another 30 minutes for sure. So yeah. um, David's doing his job well, though, and keeping us on point. I think the one thing that I would say to your listeners out there, John, is that you have to listen to your employees, you know, when it comes to the return to the office. And um, and I think that conversation has to go both ways. I think a lot of times it's up to leadership and business owners to help employees understand the benefits and the value that comes from the office culture and the collaboration that happens because we just couldn't have grown at the rate that we've grown over the years if we didn't have that. That said, the world is changing employees are changing, how they get things done is changing. And so you have to have that conversation with your employees. And while you can't make everybody happy, I think just having the conversation at least helps people understand. And for every company, it's going to look a little bit different. They're not all going to look like CVent. You know, there's smaller companies, there's bigger companies. But, you know, I think just having that, that conversation, you know, with your employees is going to be really important. Great. And uh, DG, how can people get a hold of you? Let me give you two things. Uh, first of all, you mentioned LinkedIn earlier. I'm highly active on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn. My last name is Gert, G-E-H-R-T. There aren't too many of Gert's out there, so I'm pretty easy to find. And if you want to reach me via my email at work, I'm happy to give that out too. It's my first initial D, last name Gert, G-E-H-R-T, at Cvent, C-V, ent.com. Okay. So thanks so much again, DG. We'll have to do it again. I'd love to, John. Thank you. And Dave, thanks for the moderation here. Well, thanks so much. And thank you both. That's all the time for we have for today. For our listeners, be sure to subscribe to Asher Strategies Radio on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast venue. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play Asher Strategies Radio. From now until we meet again, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something.